Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Achievement Hunting 101 podcast. This is level 20, and class is now in session. We have an awesome show for you guys tonight, but before we get started, let me introduce to you who's joining. First up, I have Corey, or RockerDude5012, 50, sorry. How's it going? Rocker Dude is fine, and I'm good, thank you. And also with me is L, or Big L. What's up? Hello, Kenny. How are you, buddy? I'm doing pretty good tonight. All right, so let's get started with Proclamate. Wait. <laughs> oh, that's right. We have another person joining us. It's been so long. You do? We finally have the return of Ryan the Mighty Mango. What's up? I'm back. It's been so long. It has been a long time. At this point, I feel like I should just introduce you as a guest, not really a co-host. No, I mean, life has been busy, um, but I'm here. He's been deer hunting. No, no. The car's back from the deer impact. (laughs) (laughs) And then I put it in storage. But it was very traumatic. Uh, Both. Yes, both. You got to eat in Minnesota. Food's hard to come by. Yeah, yeah. In wintertime, everything gets frozen. So you, you it's, know, it's free you venison. Have to, you have to put everything in, in your freezer for later. Or you just leave it outside and then bring it in and use the ice pick to chunk away or chip away chunks of it. That sounds wonderful. Num, 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 num. <laughs> All right. But now, as always, let's get started with our proclamation point. Take it away, Mango. We haven't heard from you in a while. Oh, yeah. Let's I hear that talk. beautiful voice. Ooh. La, 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 la. <laughs> All right, so let's start off with the first two people for Proclamation Point. We have Prue, uh, who has reached the milestone of 450,000 gamer score, as mm-hmm. well as 17,000 achievement. What's one? Way to go, buddy. And then P-Tart reached a milestone of 400 completed games. Pretty. 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 Al, do you pretty. Want, Al, do you want to do some? Tag me in, tag me in. Well, I'm glad you asked. Oh, <laughs> that joke was good last week. Don't ruin it. We don't beat jokes on podcasts. No, never. Oh, I get to do the Australians. What a great accent that was. <laughs> that was horrible. What was Professor that? Pluto is now in the top 100 of the Australia Gamer Score leaderboard. Maybe. Wow. What? He's probably like number 100. Chin Doctor is now the second in the Australia Gamer Score leaderboard. For wow. Xbox One. For Xbox One. I made Wait that mistake minute. earlier. It's very specific Xbox to, uh, one. to Pluto's top 100. So, yeah, not meaning not including 360, 360 or phone or whatever. I'm sure once he figured out he was second, he's going to start going for number one. Well, what else would you do? Number three seems Stop. not smart. He could stick with number two. I know if a certain podcast that reminds me of number two. All right, go ahead. Next. <laughs> All right. We got uh, Matriarch is currently on a 10,000 achievement win streak. And Good job, so That's our fellow, fellow, <laughs> but not fellow. Oh. Oh, no. You're rusty. See, that's our, the that's the one. lady. That's the lady of the uh, podcast. Uh, she is uh, doing well with that. So congratulations, Michelle. Uh, Carnage, who's been on the show as well, he is uh, 
reached a new milestone of 1.4 million true achievement score. So I'm Way to go working on catching him, but he's a better gamer than me, apparently. <laughs> and then I'll I'll do one more. We'll do Fighter Chimp as well. Fighter Chimp has reached a new milestone of 1,100 games played. That oh, man. Games. You know, I was at Target looking uh, at Christmas toys for my daughter. And did have you heard of these LOL dolls? Oh, my God. There are LOL dolls everywhere. And I just thought of a chip <laughs> while I was shopping. It's terrible. Uh, <laughs> lol. Oh. LMAO. Haunting me. Um, Big Hell is now in the top 2,000 TA leaderboard for ID at Xbox games. Well, keep them coming, ID at Xbox, and I'll keep playing them. Good job, good, jo- good job, L. We're proud of you. Thanks, Mango. Well, okay then. <laughs> Look at all these heavy hitters coming up. Oh, there's some big heavy hitters. Wow. I'm, I feel very small. True Marvelous has been playing a ton of ACA games on his Twitch stream, and he has reached 1.2 million TA score. Is that a typo? No, I think it's 1.2. It's gamer, gamer score. score, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely gamer score. Yes. He's been going hard at it. That's pretty good. That's even better. Yeah. Way to go. Uh, so I'll, I'll get a couple of the big heavy hitters, which are obviously some GTAS guys, because um, they have been hitting some milestones like mad. Yes. So these, this is as of about an hour before our recording. So this, this is the positions could have changed a little bit other than the number ones. I'm sure uh, these have changed. By yeah. Now. So Redemption Denied had reached a milestone of 3.3 million true achievement score. But which, wait, there's more. There, But there's more. He also reached a new milestone of 58,000 achievements won, 2,000 games played, 35 or 35,000 achievement win streak. Awesome. He's third now on the True Achievement leaderboard and number one for gamer score in the Xbox One. Fellow, I cannot say fellow, fellow uh, host on our uh, podcast. Elroy, OMJ, has won fourteen thousand achievements, reached five hundred fifty thousand in gamer score, seven hundred fifty thousand in TA, which that's a, I figured to be like five hundred fifty six thousand TA. <laughs> exactly. And then a 7,000 achievement win streak. Of, way to go, Elroy. Yeah. So, way to go, Elroy. And then, finally, I'll do the last one here. Uh, and he's now number one in gamer score in the world, is Schmirnoff by about 36,000 gamer score. Ooh. So, congratulations, Schmirnoff. Uh, that's quite an accomplishment. And to be ahead that far, uh, basically, in just the last two weeks is pretty crazy. So, good job, buddy. Yeah, last time he took the lead, it was for like, I don't know, five minutes. Yeah, five minutes and it was only like it. it wasn't that score. short, but he does maintain a job and a family, so it's pretty impressive. Without yes. That. Supposedly Yes, he's more into completion, so after G Task is over, he'll probably settle down and try to finish some of those games and start yeah. to jump ahead, but I mean, even if you look at it now, I'm pretty sure he's still like, you know, 80 something percent with his ratio. That's just nuts with his amount of games played. Yeah. Yeah. He, that, that's, that's just really, really crazy to be able yeah, to. Yeah. He's at 81.24 completion. completion percentage. 
So you, you can look at Foo Fight yeah, now, true. and he just he knows he will never amount to that in his lifetime. Who's <laughs> <laughs> talking? He's the young gun Here, on the show. Here's the other big number for Shmirnoff. He's at uh, all that gamer score you lost. Shmirnoff. Yeah, Shmirnoff is at two thousand one hundred sixty-six completed games. How yeah. many? Two thousand one hundred sixty-six. AKA, he has completed two hundred sixty more games than Redemption Denied has played. Ridiculous. That's crazy. Good job, Stephen. We're so proud of you. Go. Congrats. You'll never hear this, but we love you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he'll hear it. He'll hear it. He. I think he's. I think he's a closet listener. Oh yeah. Okay. All he actually the listens heavy in the hitters closet. are. Yeah. He, even if they don't want to talk in Discord. And speaking of G-Task, uh, Corey, if you'd like to give us the update current status of G-Task right now, which I'm sure this will change. Also. Well, it will undoubtedly change by the time this is heard, and I'm sure there will be an amendment to uh, to the show with that information. But currently, as we sit, Redemption Denied is sitting at the top of the solo leaderboard, and the TA differential between one and two is twenty three thousand ish. Sprinky, Sprinky Dink. That's a fun name to say. Uh, <laughs> they dropped a ton of preloads. So, um, just to give you a little bit of an idea, Redemption has one hundred fourteen thousand gamer score and one hundred eighty five thousand TA. Uh, Sprinky Dink has only seventy thousand gamer score and one hundred sixty one thousand TA. So. You could just see the numbers there and how different they are. I'm pretty sure they were saying that Sprinky Dink has been preloading this for years. Uh, that's crazy. And that's just nuts in and of itself. Uh, if you go by just true gamer score, you know, the raw numbers there, uh, Redemption has all of them by a long shot, like a good, you know, 30, 40, almost 40,000 at this point. Yeah, about 40,000 looks like. Um, the real thing is that there's not a lot of bonuses left, uh, but it's it's all what, pretty much what Sprinky Dink is hiding. So uh, hopefully, I, I don't I don't hope that it changes because I want to see our boy Redemption win uh, the solo side. Uh, but you'll, we'll, you'll hear just a minute, I'm sure, when we give you the detailed update uh, after the finals have completed. Uh, as far as team goes, eat, sleep, compete, complete, repeat, uh, Redemption and Smirnoff, they are in the lead uh, by, let me do some maths here. Uh 263 TA, 263,000 TA to 237,000 TA. Now, unfortunately, while that sounds great and good, that second place team, Rose House, that is only 30,000 behind, has like over 100,000 points worth of bonuses. So they are undoubtedly going to win just by bonuses. So, I mean, well played to them, though. They played the entire year getting those bonuses. And, I mean, that's, that's the game, too. So... Uh, they they definitely earned it, but it doesn't fall short for Redemption and Smirnoff and, and the other teams that are in there too. They there's a ton of points and and gamer score that's gone in these last two weeks for G Task all around. So really good stuff. All the Radalika and Neo Geo games are starting to surface. I mean, in the last two weeks though, that's when you got your big preloading hit. So like I, as soon like the within five minutes of the final round starting after the semis were done. Uh, Stampers Forever was popped. So, I mean, you're getting some of the huge wow. TA stuff knocked out. Yeah, I see Shmirnoff and Redemption both have, um, they dropped a few of the preloads and Gems of War. 
which are significant numbers. Mm-hmm. I was just looking at Gems of War. The TA to gamer score ratio right now is huge. Well, I had an update literally today, right? gamer score and over 18,000 TA. And yes, it did just have an update and added three more achievements today. I don't play gems from what I've uh, been told. It's a relatively easy update for achievements. Oh, if you yeah. if you've been playing long enough, obviously. And also just to mention our other boy, Elroy OMJ is currently in 7th with 16,000 gamer score and 21,000 TA. Yep, yep. Really good job for uh, Elroy. Uh, his goal was to make finals, and he did it. So uh, there's no need to kill himself uh, over trying to get number one. He just uh, is trying not to get number 11, and he's well well ahead of that. So, And I say number 11 because there was some uh, controversy last week with the scanners. Uh, there is a, uh, I don't know what you would call it, Somebody's called it something better than I'm about to, but like an auto uh, ban, if you hit like a certain amount of scans or a certain amount of gamer score in a very short period of time. So basically the scanners uh, stopped scanning a useless fat dog or something like that, and he would have made top 10. And that's this happened within 10, 15 minutes of the semis ending. Uh, and so he technically didn't make it. Ultimately, what they did was they said, all right, he would have made it. Uh, we're not going to kick the number current number 10 guy out, so it's top, top 11 for the, the solo side. So that's what uh, that's what happened there, and, and Elroy is just trying not to be that last spot. Didn't they have that problem before? You think they would correct that? I've never I paid attention so. to G-Task bef- as closely to this as before, but I, somebody did mention that, yeah. I, bl- I remember hearing, I think it was Jimbot talk about that. I think he was mentioned that it happened last year, I believe. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was last year. They were the same thing. A bunch of people dropped points, and then they stopped recording their points like they were banned from the scanners. Yeah, it's a real problem. I think even it happened to Redemption a couple times this year, but it always happened early enough in the week. Like, uh, if I mean, TA needs to really pay attention and watch this stuff when these the biggest contest of the year is like down to the last hour or minutes. You know, they should be they should have been on top of it, in my opinion. Yeah, they should just turn that stupid bot off. At least for this part of the competition. Yeah, yeah. All right, but yeah. So that's the current standings as of recording. But now we'll take you over to the winners, which is now. Congratulations to Redemption Denied. You can't deny his passion. (laughs) As predicted, community member Redemption Denied wound up taking it all home with a ridiculous 240,119 TA in one week. Now, even though a lot of those were Neo Geo, it's still an amazing effort, and we are all proud of you. Of course, our other top 10 finalist in the community, Elroy OMJ, finished 8th out of 11. Turn up the amp. With... A not so bad 22,047 TA. Now, his goal was, of course, just to make it to the finals, and he did just that. Can't take that away from him or any of our other finalists. Not being satisfied with just an individual victory, Redemption Denied, along with his tag team partner Smirnoff, finished in second place. 
However, I believe they had the most TA for the week. Yes, they did. 327,346. But they were defeated by Roast House. Dark Roast and Pork Roast. Who had amassed 126,000 points in bonuses. And that was enough for the victory for them. Congratulations to all of our community winners of G-Task Tournament Thingy 2018. All right, and good job, everyone. All right, so now let's transition over into the next contest we want to talk about, the 12 Days of Christmas. Wait, right, wait. So what? Well, first of all, what day is everyone at? How far have you guys gotten? Well, today's day nine as of recording, and... I need to do day nine, so I'm caught up. Every day I've been doing it that day. What about you, El? You're ahead of me, Corey. I'm on day eight. Yeah, day eight was a little bit of a slog, but I found a pretty good game for mine. All right, so I'm the one that's behind. I'm on day six. How about you, Ryan? Where are you? I'm at? on day zero because nice. I did not do the contest this year. No UHH, no day, 12 days of Christmas. It's like you don't even get achievements anymore. Well, it, no, it's not that. It, <laughs> work in real life has gotten difficult, and due to some illegal activities of one of my coworkers, it's kind of put a little bit more stress <laughs> on my, my life. Uh, we're sorry to hear that, even though we uh, It's probably legal in Kenny's state. So yeah. what did you guys <laughs> use for <a> challenge? <laughs> Challenge number one was the one weird achievement. I wound up using Refrainer from the bridge. What did you guys use, Corey? Uh, Stick type was the game. Stick to your guns was the achievement. Uh, Luckily, I sort of preloaded this without knowing it because I was right there at that achievement. For me, it was Castaway Paradise and Enjoy the Island Life. What a good recommendation to do Castaway Paradise. I don't know who recommended that, but good recommendation. It's a good idea. Yeah. It's a good game. What was day two? Do you remember? For my day two, both actually came from Gems of War. What was day two, though? Two bonus contents. There we go. There we go. All right. Elle's going to sing all these. Sorry, Fug. I guess I am now. But yes, like I say, day two for me was Gems of War. The first was Mythical Creature, and the second was Counselor. What about you, Corey? What'd you get? Uh, so my strategy is to try to stick to one game if I can per day. So I hit Injustice 2 for the easy DLC achievements they have. Killer Clones and My Minions was the achievement names. Uh, yes, I used the ever-popular Disney Fairies. <laughs> it, it, what, and, I've never played that. So that has a lot of updates. There are the million title updates, yeah. Okay. And they were done in a matter of minutes. They're not even worth mentioning. Next, <laughs> three shiny diamonds. I used WWE 2K19 and banged out three rare achievements really quickly for doing easy stuff because I guess people play the game pretty casually. Yep, I was playing Spyro uh, to try to get the completion, and as you might guess, Spyro 3, people are playing it in order, it seems, so a lot of the Spyro 3 achievements are rare, so two of them came from that, and I popped uh, Gimme 5 that day because it was the fifth day of the month for Wordament, so that was rare. 
maybe it's rare because it's still downloading for some people with uh, really bad internet. <laughs> for a phone game? <laughs> no, it's Spyro 3 is on the disc, oh. right? It's the download. Uh, maybe. <laughs> Controversy. Well, now that I've kind of quick look at my list, I am actually doing exactly like what you're doing, Corey, and doing one game for each day. And also, you copy me for the third day. All my achievements came from Spyro 3. Makes sense. We were similarly paced in the games, but uh, you know, I ultimately did complete it before you. Oh you probably my did. goodness. <laughs> oh, I, I did. I completed it, <laughs> and you're still playing it. So. Oh, I thought you meant the day. No, oh, I know you beat me uh, to the completion on Spyro. Day four. Four online unlocks. Well, it's hard to say and say. <laughs> so for me, I played Dragon Ball Fighters. I got four of the online achievements for that. Yeah, this was the only day that I couldn't, for some reason, I just didn't find a game that would work for all of them. So I hit one up in Sonic Forces, one up in Sonic Team Racing, or not Team Racing, the, the Transformed Racing, one in Rush, Disney Pixar thing, and one in Hashtag War Games. War Gains, more like it. <laughs> War Gains? Huh. Oh, yes. I cheesed this one a little bit. All the ACA games were eligible using the record score and high score player achievements. So I did that in a couple of ACA games. So nothing too exciting on my end. Day five. Five games with gold. Do you think they picked that on purpose to go along with that? Perfect. Uh, it, it certainly works out. Unbelievable. I want to go with a yes. They were smart enough to, to do that. The Brits. I wound up using four GOAT Simulator yeah, yeah. achievements and one Super Street Fighter 4 achievement. Uh, yeah, I went with Never Alone. I hadn't played this game yet, and I bought it, and it's actually Games with Gold the second half of December, so I'm surprised that it worked, but uh, I'm glad that it worked. Funny, I almost went with Never Alone, but instead I did the Turing test. Oh, nice. That's game not fast, so that's really why I didn't good. do it. Really good game. I wish I would have. I wish I never would have... Stop playing this. I'm really enjoying this game. Did you play it with Mecca? No. Mm-hmm. Good on you, I guess. No, I. Th- this is like Portal. Want to do it myself? No help. Did you just start it? Was it your first day starting it? No, I played this before. Got annoyed at one of the puzzles. Stopped just because I was stuck, and I picked it back up. I was just curious if it was near the beginning of the game or not. I definitely. Uh, I don't have the patience to uh, try to figure some of those later ones out. No, I've done all of the tests in chapters three and four and in three optional puzzles. Cool. Day six. Six 20-pointers. Now, let me uh, clarify on this one. <laughs> this is 20 gamer score achievements each, not 20 or more. If you, uh, <laughs> re- Reading is fundamental. Uh so after I did it incorrectly, I went back and I... Six achievements worth 20 gamer score. Got it. Yep. After I didn't do it correctly, I redid it, and I did Super Volley Blast. Those are all 20 gamer score achievements, just about, and uh, super easy. Easy peasy. Oh, Corey, most achievements are 20 or more these days. Well, not when you play um, Agents versus Villains, when it's like 90 points each. <laughs> right 
What I mean is it wouldn't be that much of a challenge to get 20 or more. That's most of the achievements these days. Especially the idea at Xbox games. They seem to have 10 achievements for 100 points each. Ugh. Maybe that'll be later on. I wound up using, at the advice of Smitty, Human Fall Flat, which has a ton of 20-pointers for four of them. And then another indie darling game that Mango has reviewed in the past and he loves so much called Awkward has a ton of 20-pointers as well. I needed, Yes, it does. I needed yes. two more achievements for 20, and I did one game and wound up popping four of them. So that's a good one to use. Just have to remember on Valentine's Day to play that game. <laughs> that might be that might be the definition of awkward in itself. <laughs> what did you do, Foo? Um, the plan is probably Spyro, since a lot of Spyro achievements are 20. Oh, you haven't done it yet. Okay. No, I've done up to day six. Day seven. Seven back compats. <laughs> nice. That one needs more syllables. <laughs> so um, I didn't have a whole lot to pick from for this achievement. And so I went with Cars 2. And I was able to get all seven from that game fairly quickly, too, I might add. Isn't that a quick completion as is? That's gotta uh, be. It was like eight to ten, I think, for the completion. I thought it was faster. Now. That's that's, that's quick for a, in the three sixty days, but now nowadays it's not quick. That's got to be one of the worst, if not the worst, Pixar franchise. Ugh. Cars two, yeah, it's not Card, great. Just... Oh, Cars is fine. Cars was good. Cars two was poop. And that probably came out when you were like ten, so you probably. Enjoyed enjoyed it the, the mater cars or the cars the uh other cars the uh, mater yeah. one is broken i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> no, no i didn't there's three cars games oh uh yeah there's a new there's a third one yeah yeah there's a third one there's actually four this one is the there second is. one based off the second movie where he's like a spy secret oh, agent yeah, or something. that one's terrible yeah <laughs> <laughs> um this was my first day that I was actually able to incorporate some of my RTDL achievements as well. So I used Woo-hoo. a Brutal Legend achievement that I had, as well as a Viva Pinata achievement that I had, as well as the Maw. So I got three RTDL achievements on my on the back compatible day and finished it off with more Viva Pinata achievements. Way to go with that cross-pollination. That's why you're playing yes. the Maw. Yeah. I like the Maw. Old school twisted pixel game. Uh, Kenny, do you have an an idea for backwards compatible games? Not off the top of my head. All right, day eight. <laughs> <laughs> eight games of milking doesn't even make any sense, but these are for collectible games, or actually achievements flagged collectible on true achievements. So I started playing Fire Ung's Quest. On the Win 10, and I'll probably finish this off with some more Gold Simulator stuff. Oh, okay, yeah, so you're you're in the middle of day eight. I got yes. you. So I lucked out. I wasn't. I didn't really like my uh, options for day eight, but uh, I recently bought Miss Pac-Man, and go figure, about each level has a collectible uh, fruit that pops up, so I was able to get seven of the eight in that fairly quickly. Um, from all the way from the strawberry to the apple, and Those um, kind of collectibles, eh? they do. 
there was one more collectible like that, and it was the key, but I didn't want to play that far into the game yet. So uh, for the last one, I uh, hit up Turn On, since that one is full of collectibles. Ooh, maybe I'll play that. I'll either do that or Master Chief Collection, assuming the skulls are collectibles. Oh, they definitely are. I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, the, the skulls count, yes. That's probably where I'll be going for that. All right, and day nine. Nine letter spelling. Well, Corey, since you're the only one here. Whoa! Boy, you just ran over L with a freaking trampled semi, me man. like Prue, like when he used to call turn on, turn off on some other podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Don't. <laughs> um, Sorry. Sorry. What were you gonna say? I, I I'm gonna say the same thing Corey was gonna say that. Fellow podcast member Waka Pale devised a plan to get all of Christmas using Game Pass game Westerado. Why don't you come to your senses? Did you try it yet, Corey? No, that will be the what I go to as soon as we're done here. Um, I did make a backup list just in case I didn't want to play Westerado because uh, I really do have no idea what it's about, but um. Let's see. Did I even save it? I don't. I don't have it up on this. But uh, anyways, so yeah, my my list. We didn't say what it was. You have to spell out Christmas using the first character of an achievement, uh, and you have to go in order. And yeah, I have just a hodgepodge list if I don't want to go through uh, Westerado. But I'm looking forward to it based off Waka's recommendation. There was one interesting thing that I learned. I went to the store to download Westerado in preparation. And when you start typing in Western, you know what comes up? Western Press. Western Press did come up, but do you know what came up first? Red Dead Redemption 2. So I guess people would actually type in Western and then come up with Red Dead. So that was Microsoft, Microsoft be smart, yo. Yeah. So it was Red I Dead Redemption. And cowboy shooty game. <laughs> it was Red Dead Redemption 2 taking up most of the spots and then Western Press and then Westerado. So... That was pretty funny. All right. Well, with that, L, would you like to sing the next hints for days 10, 11, and 12? You don't oh, really not, sing a hint. I'm not singing it Come until on. I have it. I was just saying if he would. No, basically, would. day 10, day 11, day 12 are unknown to us at the time of the recording. Uh, you will know what day 10 and 11 are for sure by the time this comes out. Um Maybe just day ten, but we do have some teases for the for the last three. L, would you be so kind to read those teases? Sure. One is a genre based day. One is a game type day, and one is an achievement letter based day that is not spelling something. Okay, I don't really understand that one, but it interests me the most. Why would you care about what an achievement name is if you're not going to spell it? I don't know. Maybe there's maths involved. We got to do some quick maths. The genre day I'm interested in, uh, it can't be anything too specific. It's probably like action adventure. Something that has like a bajillion titles. We, I, you, you said that there was the spelling, but really wasn't spelling day. The genre day, what was the other day you said? A game type. Okay, I'm trying to speculate here. Game type. What, uh, what, what, would you, what do you think that would be like? I don't know, because I think of a genre when I think of a game type. I, I think of, like, you know, Connect or BC or, I don't know. Mm, that doesn't it, that doesn't really jive with me. 
It's probably Back not going to be Xbox. I don't know. That could be one. I like that. Let's go with that. So, anyways, hope you enjoyed this uh, this contest. I definitely have one of the the, the funnest parts about it for me is just uh, the research to what I'm going to play. Gives me something to do during the day, right? Yeah, who needs to work at work? Unbelievable. Slackers. All right, you guys want to get into some news now? Sure. Yeah, you sent me one of those on a text the other day. Oh, news. <laughs> I thought you said something else. Okay. All right. So, to... <laughs> Jesus. All right, so our first news thing that we want to get to is... I know this got shared in the Discord, but South Korea's National Assembly has passed an amendment that can result in players caught boosting in online games. And if you're caught, you can get charged with heavy fines, suspension, or even prison sentences. Thank God this isn't in America, or this would destroy us with our with some of our boosting groups. Well, well it sounds to me like South Korea is pretty f***ing dumb. <laughs> I mean... Yes. You be careful, mighty mango, of what you say. <laughs> yeah, okay. don't insult Crete later. You don't. saw what happened in the interview. You be careful. Well, that's pretty dumb. You could go to jail for a long time. <laughs> to, but to yeah, be good. more serious, they're not talking about the kind of boosting we do. They're talking no. about professional esport boosting, I'm sure, right? <laughs> yes, esport boosting. Yeah. Apparently... South Korea is very serious with their gaming. Apparently, haven't um, you heard of them? Well, yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. And this is more or less talking about, you know, the people in Overwatch, per se, where you just kind of sit in the game and earn XP and get a bunch of loot boxes. Yeah, that's no longer allowed there. I think they were saying that there are people that play as someone else and help them rank up while they're not around and all that kind of stuff. That's so true. it sounds like what we do. <laughs> oh, no, we don't do that. No, we've never sat around. No, never and pulled another account up. Never. Off. We don't do things like that. No. No. Nah. Shit. We don't visit other places. I think it's one of those things. And I mean, we do have some people that are in the TA community that are pretty active with uh, achievements and stuff like that for South Korea. But that's. I'm sorry. It's dumb. I'm, I'm glad we live here where we don't have problems like that. That's just dumb. Sorry. America. All right, and the other thing we want to get to, we want to talk about. Obviously, it's been everywhere, but the video game awards. I know Corey and I were actually in a chat in Discord while we were watching the awards. Uh, Ellen Mango, have you guys watched them? <laughs> no, and actually, when you brought it up as a subject for this week, I was like, "That's still a thing." <laughs> <laughs> Serious. <laughs> Because I remember the first couple of years that they had the video game awards, it was nothing but two hours of ads. Yeah. Just with some of the worst hosts that did all the stereotypical things that you would expect somebody that doesn't know anything about games to talk about. Yeah, it definitely has gotten better. Uh, I I enjoyed the, the presentation of it. Um, I actually, now it's actually become a big platform for announcements. Uh, which is this that draws me in more than the awards. I could care less about the awards, but uh, same here. Seeing the well, that's a good thing. the world so, premieres is pretty cool. Well, and and keep in mind, I think it's it could be a little bit of age difference too, because I look at it as go, eh, 
I mean, it turned me off instantly. Now it's at the point where I don't care. Yeah, speaking of age, I fell asleep before it even started, so. <laughs> I missed it, the whole it thing. went really long i don't know if it was longer or started at a different time but the time that they chose it was like a thursday night too it's just a little weird but uh it was it went on pretty late well i'll give microsoft credit though because we're looking at the list of announcements i mean they just had um that other exit the xo 18 where they announced a bunch of things and now they have this announced it even more stuff so i mean they're they're trying yeah See, this was actually the first Game Awards I've watched live, so I didn't really have anything to compare it to, but apparently it's been really good. I mean, it was essentially just an E3, but with, you know, awards and people come up and on stage. But other than that, just, people. I wanted to watch it for... <laughs> A bad comparison, buddy. People come on stage on an award show. You know what I mean. Basically, so, um... I just wanted to see the, the announcements... <laughs> I wanted to see the Winter E3 instead of the Game Awards. Oh, I had a really awesome prediction for the awards part. I predicted that Spider-Man would get a lot of awards. How'd I do there? Uh, you uh, lost. You're like O for a lot. Yeah. Spider-Man didn't get anything. It was nominated in everything. It got nothing. I thought they may have got one, but yeah. Nope. If you If you want to know the Game Awards, basically it was Red Dead and God of War. Uh, yeah, much. God of War winning the ultimate game of the year, but Red Dead won a lot too. Yeah, Red Dead just kind of walked away with it, which, I mean, who didn't see that coming? But more importantly, the announcements, that's what we really watched them for. Corey, since you were watching uh, with me, what announcements did you like the most? Well, I think it's pretty safe to say that the biggest announcement was leaked like the day before and it came true it was you know speculation but it came it did come true during the game awards crash team racing is getting remastered next year (laughs) so it's obviously one i'm i was excited for crash um i was more excited for spyro and i'm really excited for crash team racing it was one of the best kart racers back in the day and Activision Still has done a really good job with these remasters. Um, they have. And I think they've been priced right. They've been rebuilt in a great way. Uh, now, this one is a little skeptical. Uh, it's coming out with two versions. One's $40, one's $60. And the $60 one comes with an unlockable character that it even says you can get via in-game progress. So... Yeah, that one's a little... What character was that one again? Do you remember? It was like nitrous oxide or something like that. Yeah. yeah really, that's well, that sounds like it's worth $20 more. <laughs> it, it, it does say some bonus in-game stuff yet to be announced. And um, I only saw it on the premium version. Uh, well, you get a an avatar <laughs> an avatar thing. But uh, yeah, that, that part's a little sketchy. I don't really care for that but overall they've done a great job with the remasters and i will be getting crash team racing day one most likely so it's coming that one it, so when they played that one it, playstation had the marketing right so it was their commercial so it was real you know skeptical at that specific moment whether it was going to be on all consoles or not at launch because crash wasn't um but luckily it's coming to all consoles uh, june 21st i think 2019 if it doesn't get delayed yeah, June 21st. 
Yeah, when I didn't see the Xbox logo, my heart sank just a little. I was really upset. But fortunately, that's coming to everything. I, As you can tell, I am so excited for Crash Team Racing. That was definitely the one thing I watched. I just wanted to see that trailer. You have any other games that you're looking forward to? Um, just off the bat, um, there's a bunch of new stuff that I need to look into a little bit more. Uh, but Mortal Kombat 11 was uh, announced, and uh, I'm always big into Mortal Kombat. Shout out to Isrit on Discord. He's uh, he, super big into Mortal Kombat, so I'm sure yeah, he's he excited. <laughs> yeah, Anthony would be. And speaking of uh, Mortal Kombat, Tan just pre- got put into Game Pass. I was going to say, Isrit pre-ordered it on the... PS4, the Xbox One, and the Switch. The Game Boy Advance also. So I don't know what he's thinking. Man, you really want that game. Well, he's he's imported Italian versions of this of Mortal Kombat. Not because they're, the game is different, but because the artwork's different. And they throw spaghetti at really? you as a fatality. Yeah, he's, Get over Mortal here. Kombat is his, his <laughs> shtick. That doesn't include his digital copy because, you know, he's probably not going to open any of those copies. They, they, they hit you with the rolling pin. <laughs> there's a couple more games too that are probably worth mentioning but i'll let mango and l uh i have a it. question yeah did they show any crackdown three uh terry cruz I, terry cruz was the there yeah yeah they had a they had a i thought they had another trailer yeah they it, it was it was, it was pretty good it, it was just a pretty standard game commercial but i it was technically it's there. still vaporware but i was like it's actually a month away baby and i actually took advantage of the new uh, feature that they have where you can install Game Pass game in advance, and I just did that. It's pretty awesome. I'm, I'm ready. You installed Crackdown 3. I did. You're going to have how many gigabytes taken up that you're not I have no idea. I think it didn't really take up all that room yet, but it's it's ready. It's set. That's because it's vaporware. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, it's just a placeholder. There's nothing there. It, <laughs> yeah, it, it's not vaporware. I won't believe that it's here. Until I've like seen the end credits. Terry Crews told me himself that it is coming. So. Oh, well, in that case. It... <laughs> For sure. But no, the Crackdown 3. Get ready, agents! Great. They're always great. Terry Crews is hilarious. You looking forward to anything, Mango? Psychonauts 2. Oh, yeah. Nice. That's one I saw in there, and I was like, ooh. The original was so... so it was different. Under it was Everybody liked it, but nobody played it. I mean, the people that did play it couldn't get other people to play it but it's such a great game the original so seeing that they're finally going to make a sequel is fantastic yep i'm, I'm behind that one besides crackdown 3 you excited for any of the trailers that were shown nope well not, not even one there's a lot of like uh, no i'm i'm not 12 so i don't care about crash or spyro or any of that um nope i'm good stranger you things sure? 3 the game it's okay, be terrible. fine. That It'll be terrible. Good. I, I'm interested. Did they show any? Did they show any footage? Yeah, they did. Sure. It's like it's uh, pixelated, right? Pixelated-ish, top uh, isometric view. I mean, it's, it's very set in the the ways games were back when this setting is the time setting. I don't know. It looked good it, when you guys were young. <laughs> Fortune Island, the uh, the DLC for Horizon Four. I'm looking forward to. That does but, look cool. Uh, yeah, that's about it. I, I'm, I'm obviously excited for Far Cry New Dawn, uh, but I probably won't get that one uh, on release like I did Far Cry 5. I usually don't with those uh, mid-cycle Far Cries. 
And then just scrolling through the list, uh, the only other one that stands out is uh, uh, maybe two. Rage 2, which we've heard a bunch about, and uh, uh, really Dauntless, which is a, a console announcement that's a pretty popular PC game. That actually looks pretty cool. It's like Monster Hunter, but Fortnite-y. Yeah, and, and actually, I have to take it back. There's one more that I forgot about, and it's the uh, the Outer Worlds, which is from Obsidian, so the the company that Microsoft bought. Uh, it's it's a first person role playing game from them, and it's uh, you know, they made Fallout New Vegas and whatnot, but it's I don't know, it, it's weird. It's spacey. I almost want to get that just to support Obsidian now that Microsoft has it, so maybe we'll get more of these games. Well, so this was obviously in the works before the the acquisition, but I guess the question yeah. is, will it be in Game Pass day one? If it is it Microsoft published is the the real question. I don't think we know that yet. Anyways, it, sure, it looks good. Yeah, one other game I'm sure Els will be interested in is uh, Journey to the Savage Planet. Kind of looks like Borderlands. All right. <laughs> that is you know speaking of that is one I thing mean, i was I'm expecting to cool. see was borderlands 3 and we didn't get a single borderlands uh tease even though the uh <laughs> that's because everybody that wanted to release it was sleeping it's tiny tina in that game apparently oh boy <laughs> the other game that's coming to consoles now is the stanley parable i cannot I wait about this game i've never played it I don't what I don't know what the trailer was about. I it was so lost. I can't trailer. wait to start that on the day it comes out and not play it for five years. <laughs> that was a Steam achievement, right? But I don't think they'll keep that. You don't think they'll keep that? I don't think so. Do you know what we're talking about, Kenny? No. So the Steam version of this game has an achievement, and it says, "Oh wait, I do know." Don't yeah. play the Stanley Parable for five years. <laughs> yeah. And it, I remember that now you say that. October 17th of this year was the first time that it could be legitimately unlocked. And, uh, and yeah, so if... And nobody got it because they all illegitimately already got it. That, that's true. So if it has that achievement, I will be hard-pressed not to get this on day one and, uh, <laughs> and wait the five years just to do that. I hope they have it. That's cool. I hope they have it. That'll be an interesting achievement five years from now. But I'm really interested in that game. Everyone talks about it, says it's really good. I'm curious about it. like Because like I said, I have no idea what that trailer was. I'm so confused. So The problem it will be that it will come out, and in five years the company will be long gone, and the achievement will be bugged <laughs> and not unlock. You're probably right. <laughs> Everyone will just scream and lose their minds about it. Ah! Yes, yeah, like that. And the laugh your, his butts off. LMAB, LMBO, Limbo. Anybody else find anything from Game Awards that they find interesting? Negative. All right, well, let's roll into our gaming segment. Oh, you had some people you wanted to give a shout-out to? I have a lot of people I want to name drop. That's a clip, but continue. (laughs) Oh, was it a clip? Yes. (laughs) You can redo it if you want. I'm glad you asked, Kenny. There's a lot of people I wanted to give a shout out to, which is the Final Fantasy 15 Comrade Crew. Also known as the Final Fantasy XV. XV. I thought it was Wefting 101. Well, somebody changed the name of that room. 
unacceptable, unacceptable. As I look at my friends on TA who have finished it, a lot of members are from the community. So I will read them off quickly. The first one to finish was Ben L72, and he has actually been very helpful in giving advice. And Chin Doctor was second back on November 22nd. You okay? That was my wife. She's hiding the elf on the shelf for tomorrow. <laughs> Might be broken now. Is your up there? Oh. So if if you were to sit up on that, you would be the L on the shelf. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if I sit, if I sat on a turtle, <laughs> the L on a shell. Our good friend Israel was number three, and he, of course, was the first one to finish. Who did not help us through any of the missions. So thanks, Anthony, for that. Sure. Uh, and of course, <laughs> Mad Eye, Pad Eye. Kingsman, Mark B, Smitty, Stan, RPG Davy, Kush of the Moose, Matrarch, Bagel, and that's me. Matriarch. Bagel. <laughs> yes, I'm hungry. <laughs> I'm Famna and Kronos. And there was one more person who's not in our community, but I'll try to drag him in. JM Jimmy, he just finished like right now. And his TA status said, simply, screw you, Square Enix. <laughs> There's been a couple of people saying that. <laughs> uh, I understand the sentiment, but it got all of us playing it, like I said. And it was really a group effort for us. It's a multiplayer game, but you had to beat the bosses solo. But it was definitely a group effort. Big shout out to Chin Doctor, Kingsman, and any- and anyone else who helped drag us through some of those missions. Because you had to unlock Ifrit and then beat him solo. So you could either beat him with strength, or if you weren't strong enough, you could do the glitch to beat him. So anyone was able to do it. Thank you to everyone who helped out. And we'll see if they actually pull this game within the next day or two and release the standalone. We'll see what happened. Oh, and Lord Chabello purchased the Windows version, so he will be a nice guinea pig to see if he can continue on and try (laughs) to unlock whatever he missed on the Windows version. So good luck to him, and good job, everyone who finished. So I have a question about this. Go ahead. If I started now, could mm-hmm. I complete it? No. <laughs> if you got the, <laughs> sure, if you pony up $50 for the Windows version, get a souped-up PC. Oh, the other yeah. thing is um, Smitty and Koosh have encouraged buying an SSD drive. This apparently cuts the loading times significantly. A little late for us now, but... That would have been great advice two weeks ago. Yes. Uh, Smitty says it works well for Red Dead Redemption 2 as well, so might be worth looking into. All right. And that's the beauty of boosting groups. Get this crap done. They weren't boosting. They were playing cooperatively. Yeah, Kenny. My bad. There's a difference. Don't, don't tell we the We don't Koreans. want to anger the government by saying <laughs> boosting. Would you consider this a boost, though? Or is it just playing? No, together? you know, no. I think of boosting as when you play a multiplayer game and you stand still and get killed on purpose and that type of stuff. Yeah, exactly. That's what I think of as boosting. Well, the way you put it, you were standing still holding B. That is true, and I was being carried by people, so that's just like every other game. 
<laughs> so you do a lot of boosting. <laughs> yes. South Korea, it's more sandwiches. It's two years, so you might have a life sentence on your hands. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. And what was the game you wanted to talk about, Corey? Uh, I can give you some first impressions um, on a new game that I streamed this past week called Hello Neighbor Hide and Seek. It is a follow-up to Hello Neighbor, uh, but it's actually a prequel as far as the story goes. Now, have you have either of you played Hello Neighbor? No, I want to. All right, so Hello Neighbor is in Game Pass. So I downloaded it the other day because I have been interested in it. And I got about 10 minutes into it. Um, overall, the introduction to the game is very poor. It it doesn't tell you any, what to do at all. I only knew partly what to do because of streams I've seen. But what I didn't grasp is the, uh, the oh crap moments where you poop your pants in that game. When the, the guy just comes up and scares the crap out of you and catches you. So I said, nope, this game is not for me. Uh, fast forward fast forward to the, the quote-unquote sequel. Uh, we got a code for it, so I was going to play it on stream. And it wasn't as bad, at least as far as I got, which was not past the first stage. Um, again, it th- did not tell you the controls. You had to do everything. You had to figure it out all on your own. Uh, I was guided by Kingsman through stream, and Saucy Slingo was there to help. Uh, because this game does have mixer integration, so they were clicking buttons oh, cool. and alerting the. So there's three buttons: <laughs> one for showing a hint, one for alerting the brother who is the thing, the person that's trying to find you in this game, and then one for granting death upon falls, uh, you know, high falls. So they were helping me and hurting me, uh, and Fug was there too, uh, along with the ride. And we kind of uh, we got we got a good part of the first stage done, uh, and then what we noticed is if you get caught, uh, not only like at the beginning you got caught, you just were reset. Uh, later on, you get caught and you actually lose progress, and you have to redo some pieces, and it's all random as far as I can tell. So I lost a lot of steam on that, so I just had to cut it back. Uh, and uh, not play it. I am going to jump back into it and uh, try to go because uh, Bills of the Achievement Community who makes videos and stuff, he, he's got videos out, and I think you could probably do this in two hours if you if you follow his guides. Uh, and I was kind of looking at some of them a little, the achievements a little later because there's not very many of them, um, 17 to be exact. And right now the most difficult achievement is for saving uh, the game 40 times. So... Uh, some of them it's a weird achievement there. Yeah. And there's one for, um, if you get stuck, you can call a bird to pull you out and pull you back to the starting point. There's an achievement for doing that 20 times. So I'll definitely go back and get a couple more achievements. If not try to get the completion. Uh, but overall it is a stealth game and you're trying to do an objective. Uh, I won't tell you what it is cause I guess that's part of the, the mystery of the game for the first stage. Uh, but I'm going to be jumping back into it. I'll probably be streaming it when I do. So if you want to check that out, you can go to our Mixer page to see the VOD from the previous one, uh, as well as join our Discord. You can see when we go live again. So uh, first impressions, it's like Hello Neighbor, but I kind of i am enjoying it a little bit more than what I've seen of Hello Neighbor. So 
take that for what it's worth. Uh, as far as achievements go, it doesn't look too terrible. Uh, there's already guides out there for everything. So, yep. I believe this was a two to four hour completion. If I remember seeing that correctly, the previous two games, I think are kind of long or really difficult. I believe, uh, this one is really quick. So it, it only has 50 track guide, obviously. Yeah. It only has 50 tracked gamers uh, at this time with four completions. But like I said, bills has a videos for every achievement. Um, the I'm looking right now. Hello neighbor. The first one is an estimated ten to twelve hour completion. That's uh, terrible. But the first one is on Game Pass, and this one is not as of right now. I imagine it will be uh, in the future because it seems that Tiny Build, the people who made this game, published this game, uh, they they really like Game Pass. So because uh, Hello Neighbor's in there, um, what's that one that launched in Game Pass? Um, Guardians between. No, and I take it back. I'm looking at some of their games now. I thought, I thought they did Graveyard Keeper, but I'm not seeing it on the list. Anyways, Hello Neighbors in there. I would not be surprised to see Hello Neighbor Hide and Seek in there. You know, midway next year. So, I feel like this is a console version of um, Five Nights at Freddy's. You just make a ton of them. They're pretty much the exact same game and with cheap jump scares. I have no Could idea what Five Nights is, but um, there is really? another. Yeah, there is another game coming out next year called Secret Neighbor, which is in this series. But yeah, you could be right. Yeah, it's the Five Nights at Freddy's for those that uh, understand the reference. All right, El, is this something you think you're interested in? Won't you be my neighbor? <laughs> I was waiting for you to sing that. I figured you wouldn't know what that was. There's <laughs> our <laughs> outro song. <laughs> <laughs> is it too scary for me no i need some scary games in my life okay my definition of scary and l's definition of scary is vastly different Boo! what's scary a jump scare exactly yeah what what's not scary yeah the scariest one i played was emily wants to play i played it with headphones on in a dark room and i got scared a couple times and then right after i laughed it was so awesome really funny <laughs> i gave uh like i knew something fear. was coming knew something was coming knew something, ah, oh God, and then just funny i gave layers of fear one walk through uh or one run through but i did it during the day with the light you know with <laughs> the sun out <laughs> and the and the volume down i believe i don't remember but it's just a video game Corey. what would you tell your kid if they were looking for a monster under the bed <laughs> uh, I would get the monster yourself. spray and spray for monsters, but I didn't have that. And I know secret behind monster spray. Well, that must be a Tennessee only thing. We don't have that. Well, it also gets rid of, you know, mice, ticks, rats, squirrels, coons, you know, you name it. Possums. Possums? Oh, no, you can't get rid of possums. Oh, okay. Never mind. Possum, possum. Well, I guess that'll about do it for us, unless you guys have anything else you'd like to add. <sighs> I gotta get day nine done, so no. Yeah, come on, Dick. All right, jeez, goodness. <laughs> uh, actually, I do have uh, one quick thing to add. Hof- oh, what would that be? Hopefully, by the time this episode comes out, uh, we're gonna do just a little bit of housekeeping. We're gonna be updating some of our branding a little bit. I'm focused on Discord and 
um, the podcast apps, uh, hopefully, but you're, you'll see a new logo pop up, uh, and just some new graphics, uh, and kind of like the first step in, you know, taking the podcast to the next level and, you know, do being a little bit better than, uh, opening paint and getting a microphone and making a podcast. So hopefully this is the first step in a, a line of improvements for our show and community. Yeah. Come 2019, you'll, you should see a significant boost in this. We've got a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes. We're hoping to roll out a couple of contests or giving some prizes out, working with some, with some friends. We're, we're really excited with what's going on. But yeah, with all the logos, Corey, you've done a great job with the with the logos. I can't wait to see what everyone says about it. I love the logos; they're great. Yeah, I think um, we kind of had to talk behind the scenes, and hopefully, uh, the the rest of the people like it. It seemed to be that we we liked the the old logo, but it was a little outdated. It could be refined, so we're taking our name and we're just going with it and trying to make it look nice and pretty. So, pretty. yep. Yes. I like the logo too. And just everyone, please, we're trying very hard. Tell your friends about us. We have some new people in the Discord all the time. It's great to see everyone chatting. Hopefully. Yeah, this is our 20th episode, right? Our 20th mainline episode. And we've released a lot of, uh, you know, shorter B sides, as we call them. Uh, so this is obviously a thing that we felt like, you know, we should keep going. So uh, we're just going to give it our best and uh, keep going. So you see, you guys seem to like it and enjoy it. And that's why we're doing it. Yeah. We love doing this. And as long as we have listeners, we're going to keep going with it. So as always, if you have feedback, let us know if you have suggestions, you can message us privately or just put it out there in the open, start a discussion. We're always looking to improve. If you have ideas, please share them. Yep. And then uh, reviews are always appreciated too on uh whatever podcast platform you find us on. So, Which also, that brings up a good point. We do want to increase the area, the places that you guys can find the podcast. As of right now, it's just Libsyn and uh, iTunes. If you want it on a specific platform, please let us know. I know we want to try to get to like Spotify, Stitcher, um, uh, Podbean, I believe it's called. We want to try to get to a couple more places, but if you have a specific place you would like the show to be to make it a little bit easier for you, let us know. We'll do the best we can to get it out there in as many places as possible. But yeah, along with that, uh, if you do enjoy the show, please like and, subs- like and subscribe if you already hasn't. haven't. Smash that subscribe button. There it is. <laughs> I gotta say it now. Thanks, Freem. <laughs> Freem said it. I gotta carry it. Love it. <laughs> And along with that, if you would like to contact us with anything, just to say, hey, what's up, or find out with updates, you can follow us at Twitter, you know, at Achievements101. Uh, like Corey said earlier, Mixer, at AH101, and join the Discord. That is by far the best place to get in contact with any of us, to talk about any improvements, anything. We talk all kinds of conversations 24-7 going on there. Discord link is discord.io slash ah101. If you would like to follow any of us on all the platforms, 
in all the internet places, you know, Rocker Dude 5012, Big L, and I'm Fufu Cuddly Poof, and Mighty Mango, who unfortunately had to leave us. You know, he had to go to bed. <laughs> he ditches us for all these weeks and then leaves early. See what we put up with. No, I'm just kidding. But anyway, we'll talk to you guys next week. See you later. Bye. Bye bye. And an outro for the episode. But in the end, you're just going to lose big time because the world is run by the man. Who? The man. Oh, you don't know the man? Oh, well, he's everywhere. In the White House, down the hall, Miss Mullins. She's the man. And the man ruined the ozone. And he's burning down the Amazon. And he kidnapped Shamu and put her in a chlorine tank. Okay? And there used to be a way to stick it to the man. It was called rock and roll. But guess what? Oh, no. The man ruined that, too, with a little thing called MTV! Where? Where am I? Oh, my God. Is this an insane asylum? That's crazy! I'm not insane! I've just got crazy stuff around me! Plus the magic hand that lives in my head. Well, maybe I am a little crazy. Welcome, everyone. As the end of the year approaches and the GTA SCTT is drawing to a close, I will be hybridizing Wakapale's Weird Wonders and the Quickie of the Week for the rest of the year. These will be fairly short, obscure games that I have enjoyed and I hope you will too. Presenting the very first www.qotw.games, Stick It To The Man. This Swedish puzzle platformer by Zoink tells the story of a professional hard hat tester, Ray, who after a hard day at work end up with an alien symbiote stuck in his head that allows him to read people's minds and manipulate the environment with his mind. To top it off, Ray gets framed by the man for a murder he did not commit to allow the man to recover the alien stuck inside of Ray's head. The graphical style and psychic powers remind me of the original Xbox classic Psychonauts. They might not have much in common, but I would be surprised if Psychonauts was not a heavy inspiration for Stick It To The Man. The simple platforming and puzzles feel more like an excuse to explore Ray's bizarre world and beyond as the game starts weird and gets weirder and weirder by the minute. The game's presentation is solid, with polished audio, visuals and decent if simplistic gameplay. While light-hearted, the story, characters and plot is always absurd, and most of the voice acting has a potential very annoying quality about it that might push you away. If you are interested in Stick It To The Man, I'd recommend you to check out one of its trailers to know if the game's particular brand of comedy is to your liking or not. Without a guide, it is possible to get through the game in around 5 hours, with most if not all of the achievements as long as you remember to read everyone's mind. There are missable achievements and collectibles, but anything you missed can be picked up using chapter select. Stick It To The Man is a fine game with a divisive sense of humor. For what it is worth, almost 4000 of the games close to 6000 players on True Achievement has gotten Stick It To The Man's 1000 gamer score worth 1100 TA. Finally! The beacon of civilization! A bar! I'm saved! 
Newsflash. A lunatic has just escaped from the Morrow Hill Mental Institution. He is considered armed and dangerous. The body of his girlfriend was discovered in their shared apartment earlier today. If you see this man, do not approach him. Report him to the authorities. Please call the authorities before posting about this on social media. What is that noise? What is that noise? I'm sorry, give me a second. What's going on back here? We wanted to have this whole badass entrance where we were gonna rip out on this war machine. Mm -hmm. Kyle was gonna blast a burrito cannon, but this damn thing... Hello everyone, and welcome to another week of the Very Sequential Segment. We know we warned you all that you might not get to hear our dulcet tones for a whole two weeks, but fate intervened and delivered availability on X's schedule where he had anticipated to be busy. So, X. Let's very quickly address the Elroy event in the room. How is life post-G-Task TT? G-Task I mean, I'd be lying if I wasn't said I wasn't a little upset because I dedicated an entire year of my life to the competition to have it stolen away from me in the past two weeks, but... Honestly, I got over it pretty quickly. It's it's kind of whatever. Um, I tried to put up big numbers, and then ultimately I just had no motivation to do so. So I enjoyed the downtime, uh, and I ended up getting to spend some extra time with Kelsey. So, you know, that's better than gaming anyway. Yeah, absolutely. But just out of curiosity, because you were using some of your preloads and games you had held onto in anticipation this week, about how many points did you wind up putting up in that last uh, week or so where you weren't in the competition but still playing hard? So Wednesday through, like, Saturday evening is when I just said, meh. Um, <laughs> but Wednesday to Saturday evening, I put up about 20K. And I, wow. tallied, I tallied everything I had up, and I would have been about between 55 and 60,000, plus I would have had 5,000 in bonuses. So it, it would have been super close. I don't know for certain if I would have made it to finals or not, mm -hmm. but I would have put up a damn good fight. Yeah, the cutoff was super high. Uh, and congratulations to Elroy for making it into the top 10. And of course, um, another community member redemption denied also for making it into the top 10, which is really exciting, but absolutely insane. I, I think redemption denied up to like two foofs worth of score in the last two weeks. <laughs> yeah, that it's, man's a machine. Yeah, every absolutely. year too. This isn't like a one time thing like Elroy put it up once. Red does this every year. Yep. Yep. So good going. And, and I'm sure the podcast, the main panel will be talking about uh, the last week and how all that went down. But um, now that we're through all the G-Task tourney thingy chatter, I know I am glad that you're up for joining me to record this week. Um, and it's actually nice to record with only the two of us, um, because as you've probably heard, two's company and three's a crowd. And mm -hmm. that very neatly leads us into this week's topic. Three's a crowd. We're going to cover the top five, plus an honorable mention, of course, achievements, games, or whatever else across the Xbox family of products where the third entry was just a little bit too much. You know, I'm actually, yeah, That this is our first episode as a duo. You mm -hmm. did a bunch with Elroy. I've done a bunch with Elroy. We even have our game swap B-side, which you should totally check out if Absolutely. you're not tired of our shenanigans yet. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I think it's about time we got to work together. And I think it's going to be nice where all of our comments aren't followed up by some obscure possum reference. And mm -hmm. I also fully expect the amount of in this episode to be 50% or less. Well, I only have one set of puns to react to this week instead of two, so that's a given. <laughs> All right, so with that, let's just jump right into our honorable mention for the week. So we're going to discuss for the honorable mention Valve. And this is kind of a little aside of the point, but Valve gets it and releases nothing with the number three. 
I mean, nothing. Now, the gaming industry is pretty much like any other entertainment industry that's out there. Once something receives the slightest trace of success, there's this tendency to want to capitalize on that. And this Milk frequently... <laughs> Absolutely. So this means taking that franchise, affixing its label to additional content as frequently as possible, and frequently ruining things. Now, there are, of course, some notable uh, exceptions to this rule, but as the original content gets further and further from the from where it started, everything gets diluted and is no longer very good. So, you know who seems to get that this is a problem? Valve. Yeah, they, they can't seem to count past three, but there's good reason for that. You gotta leave them wanting more, some similar performance adage, and Valve has very notably left gamers wanting more. You can't possibly tell me that they're not sitting on a gold mine by not releasing Left 4 Dead 3, Portal 3, or Half-Life 3, or if they can't do that much, Half-Life 2 Episode 3. And those are just the Valve games that I'm personally familiar with. Are are you familiar with Valve's catalog outside of that? Uh, outside of what you mentioned, I am not. Okay, so you're in the same boat, but a quick look at their list of published games reveals that they've never released anything with a 3 in the title. This is clearly some kind of company policy. Now, it's certainly easy to be angry at Valve for seeming, seemingly abandoning the number three to pursue Steam, for example, but maybe we shouldn't be so quick to cast blame on them. After all, the rest of the list that we're about to cover is all about how going to the well the third time ruined what had previously been a good, well, let's be realistically, uh, realistic, at least an acceptable thing into something that we'd sooner forget. Better that we have the memory of things we've already enjoyed than the disappointment of a failed third entry, right? Yeah, can't argue with that logic. Mm -hmm. uh, I will hand it to Valve that they haven't, you know, remastered all their games into Oblivion. So no, they're they're pretty good about that. Uh, what what you get is is what's there, so you have to make the best of it. Yeah, kudos to Valve. All right, well, number five, following in the footsteps of our honorable mention, does not necessarily go to one particular game, but rather to the whole just category idea of unnecessary bundles in the Xbox store. Mm. These are the publishers who think it's crafty and clever to nickel and dime potential customers with the allure of something new. Uh, if you go to the Xbox store and you sort by new releases, you can see all the games that came out recently, which I've just randomly purchased some new games that I would have missed otherwise, so I'm sure I'm not the only one that does that. Hmm. More often than not, however, womp, 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 you'll see games that <laughs> They're not actually new, but they've just been bundled unnecessarily. It's one thing if you put out, like, a sequel, and then you bundle it with the original, and, you know, you take a couple bucks off. Like, that's fine, I guess. But these guys are taking it to the extreme. Uh, one of the biggest offenders, uh, as much as I love Artifacts Mundi, uh, I'm not even kidding, I, I really do enjoy their games, um, every game is featured in, like, five bundles. Mm -hmm. It's ridiculous. For example, uh, and this is in about four minutes of, of just stalking TA in the Xbox page, there's the Enigmatis Bundle and the Enigmatis Collection. Seems a little redundant. There's the Detective Stories Bundle. Uh, if you look at one of their other games, Dark Arcana, you'll find the Detective Stories Bundle for that, but also the First Encounters Bundle. Keep digging, and you'll find things like the Globetrotter Collection, the Artifacts Mundi Fantasy Bundle, the Artifacts Mundi Essential Bundle, the Adventure Collection, as well as duplicates for pretty much every series they have. It's just overkill. Some of their games are in five different collections. How many times do you need to try and sell me Nightmares from the Deep? It, it, <laughs> it's about as necessary as one of Elroy's tangents on low-carb options. Incredibly necessary. Although I will say <laughs> that uh, the other problem with those Artifacts Monday bundles is that they don't package them in such a way that they're ever useful. Because you always own one of the games mm -hmm. in the bundle. And you're like, oh, 
Well, this was helpful. Yep. But, but proceed. I apologize for cutting <laughs> no, you off. No, <laughs> not a problem. We, we expect nothing less. <laughs> You're filling in for Elroy. I'm trying. <laughs> so, Artifacts Monday isn't actually the worst offender, though, because... Like you just said, you generally own the game, but if you happen to not, their bundles do provide moderate discounts over trying to buy each game individually. Uh, we won't talk about the price hike. That's a conversation for another yeah, day. No. The, <laughs> the publisher that disgusts me more lately is Warner Bros., believe it or not. Um, kind of a big name, but Middle Earth, Shadow of War, came out last year, by all accounts. A great game. Came with the season pass. No big deal there. We all expect that. Fast forward like eight months, maybe nine, and... Middle-Earth Shadow of War Definitive Edition is released. And what's so special about the Definitive Edition? Literally nothing. At all. Hmm. It just bundles the season pass with the game for one low price. Sounds good. No, wait, I'm not done. The Standard Gold Edition, which also bundles the game in the season pass, has been on sale for fairly cheap many times. It's a year-old single-player game, and they go on sale pretty cheap pretty often. The Definitive Edition has not. So... We're just going to repackage it with a new name and charge more money for it, even though we've been selling it for less. It's just deceptive marketing to essentially get foolish customers to pay more for the exact same thing. The most recent one is the Arkham Collection, which includes the Arkham, Asylum, and City remasters with the complete Arkham Knight package for, again, one low price, $60. Oh yeah, you can buy the three games separately for like 20 combined when they're not on sale, but we'll ignore that. Um, and... By the way, since three's a crowd and all that, this is actually the fourth time Arkham Asylum has been marketed <laughs> as new. If you take the original 360 release and then the game of the year release and then the Xbox One Master, and now they're bundling it as a new co uh, new collection in the Arkham collection. Super freaking shady, if you ask me. And man, don't even get me started on the standard silver deluxe gold ultimate editions of games. That's just way over the top. There's so many options for new games. It's like. I actually have a hard time trying to figure out which one I want to get. Now, if those standard and gold editions had their own achievement lists, that'd be a different story. Hmm. That, that would encourage most of us to buy in. Um, you know, I, my next choice actually has to do with multiple achievement lists, because this game can actually be stacked three times. That was a killer transition. Thank you, thank you. I've been working on it all week. <laughs> so, just dance, right? Now, don't fret. I'm not going to talk about the franchise itself. There are, I think, 22 games released across Xbox 360 and Xbox One, and we're well past the point where 3 is a crowd with regard to the franchise itself. So we're specifically today going to highlight Just Dance 2015. Now, why Just Dance 2015? Hmm. Well, because it actually... Oh, do you have a, a guess before I jump right in and step on what you might say? Oh, no, I'm just building crowd oh. anticipation. Okay. Hmm. Is the crowd full of anticipation? Hmm. They better be. Okay. Well, now that you're full of anticipation, it actually fits our topic this week in two ways. So first, <laughs> mind blown. It's one of the handful of games that actually has three separate lists. So if you want to fully stack Just Dance 2015, you have to shuffle down the list three full times. It's obviously difficult enough with just two games to stack. And in this case, you need a 1 and a 360 and to be skilled enough to 5-star everything. Never mind the fact that a server closure has just rendered the completion impossible. But hey, maybe you're just really good at Just Dance. And, you know, maybe you've rigged up your living room so that you can dance to both the 360 and the 1 at the same time because you have multiple connects pointing at you. That would be really impressive, actually. I might have done that in my living room, but I digress. <laughs> now, <laughs> that's great. But where three really becomes a crowd is when you figure in that third stack, right? Because I've already mentioned the one and the 360. 
So where is that one coming from? Could it be Windows? No, well, it could be, but it's not. Could because... it be Windows Phone? Ah, great choice. But the Windows Phone has no apps, and I'm sure the Just Dance controller is also not one of them. Ah, you've stumped me. Yeah, well, see, I wouldn't have thought of it off the top of my head, too. The issue is that the third stack of Just Dance 2015 is the Chinese version. Don't you don't you mean the Canadian version? Oh, right, right. I'm going to have to rewrite my whole script. But <laughs> wherever I say Chinese, just imagine I said Canadian. <laughs> there you go, Elroy. I love you. <laughs> so since it's the Chinese, not Canadian, but possibly Chinese version... <laughs> It's not as simple as switching regions and just buying it digitally from the store. You need to actually have a Chinese console or a Canadian one in order to even attempt the achievement. So, yeah, good luck with that triple stack. On the whole of True Achievements, only 41 gamers even have the game tracked. And only one of them, the master of Kinect Games, Harmon, has it completed. Now, as if three wasn't already enough of a crowd here, given what we know about the fact that you need a Chinese console, there's a second little matter to discuss, and that's of an achievement called the definition of insanity. So before moving forward, I have two questions for you, X. Okay. That are possibly rhetorical if you don't want to answer them, but maybe you will. So first, are you aware of the definition of insanity? Uh, I am, and not just from Far Cry. Okay, and what would it be? Uh, doing the same thing over and over and over again and expecting different results. Right. Okay. Excellent. And secondly, have you ever heard of the song Spin Me Round? You spin me right round, baby, right. That one? Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. got it. All right. Perfect. And you saved me from having to sing. So <laughs> That's my job. I, I won't upset Fug this week. Excellent. Well, this game knocks you about the eardrums with this song, which is already earwormy enough. And then for an achievement, asks you to play the song three times in a row. Ugh. Yeah, so clearly the updated definition of insanity is allowing oneself to be spun right round three times in a row for a grand old 15G, thus welcoming not only that particular earworm, but also the opportunity to question your poor life decisions with regard to your cardio. <laughs> now, doing this once is enough, but then if you want all the stacks, you have to do this song three times, two more times, which means you're playing this song nine times, and for sure in this case, that <laughs> is entirely too much. I would say so. I don't even like listening to that song once. Uh, you know, I can deal with it. It's it's catchy enough. And it's one of those songs in a Just Dance game where you're like, oh, I recognize this song. That's cool. And do then it stops being cool. Do you, do you want to dance to it, though? <laughs> I want to spin to it. All right. All right. Well, segueing on, moving on, whatever, uh, from Just Dance <laughs> 2015 is Assassin's Creed 3, another Ubisoft game. Uh so number three, Assassin's Creed 3. Really milking the whole three thing here, huh? Mm -hmm. So anyway, I would like to start with a disclaimer that I thoroughly enjoyed Assassin's Creed 3. Um, I think it, I think it did a ton of things right. I am actually genuinely stoked for the remaster coming in a few months. Um, wow. The overall story was very well done, in my opinion. The modern storyline was thoughtfully included and concluded. Uh, it brought a ton of gameplay mechanics that carried the series forward. I, I, I really liked it. I thought it was... I, I don't have the problems with it that most of the internet seems to have with it. That said, it did do a lot of things to leave a sour taste in many gamers' mouths. You know, kind of like a hidden blade that has, like, sour gummy worms in it instead of a knife. <laughs> so, with these new innovative gameplay mechanics I just mentioned as being, you know, some that carried the series forward, uh, they messed up quite a few. Um, the biggest change to the series was the combat overhaul, which definitely made the game more fluid. No one can argue with that. But it sort of took away what made Assassin's Creed Assassin's Creed. Instead of favoring the shadows or ceilings and jumping in for stealth kills, 
combat was basically the focus of gameplay at this point. And instead of feeling like an assassin, you ended up feeling like a one-man army because it was just so easy to just take on a whole platoon of infantrymen and walk out pretty much unscathed. So, yes, I know, you could be a murdering machine with Altair and Ezio in the previous games, but that was tricky and it actually carried a high risk. If you sort of messed up one button combo, that it was kind of all over very quickly. Uh, but with Connor, slaughtering an entire town's worth of guards became as easy as Giggle Pig finds it to destroy everything in sight. It just... it took away the Assassin's Creed vibe, which in an Assassin's Creed game is kind of important. The free-running overhaul, uh, it did a lot of great things too, but it kind of made the game too easy to get around and move around, which is another highlight and main point of the game is the traversal. So in the old games, even something as seemingly simple as climbing a building, it was made challenging. You had to jump grab and then you had to switch sides or, you know, jump to a different building. And it was like an obstacle to find the correct route. But in 3, all you have to do is hold right trigger and A, and then you'll pretty much go anywhere with oh. no effort. Hmm. Ever. Imagine if life was that easy. Um, that would be nice. <laughs> so, I don't know. It, it just took one of the best parts of the series and actually made it boring. Uh, in Ubisoft's defense, they did fix that right away in Black Flag. Um, they took all the issues with that and made them, made them just fine. But as it stands, 3 has the worst traversal in the series. Finally... The big elephant in the room, Connor. Mm-hmm. Connor, I love you, buddy, but he's just kind of boring. I, I get it. Like, I understand Ubisoft's defense that he's this stoic Native American, and that's in their culture to, you know, be subdued and calm. And I understand that his voice actor was a relative novice, and I, I get it. In a game with as much hype and budget and anticipation as Assassin's Creed 3, that's, that's just kind of unacceptable. Um, that said, I don't think people would have been as harsh had we not just come from three games spanning the entire life of Ezio Auditori da Firenze, who is one of the best video game protagonists ever. Um, so I think following yep. Ezio with Connor was not the best move. But, I mean, Ubisoft set the bar really high and they had a lot of hype around the new Assassin and ultimately it, yeah, ultimately it just fell short. Like my G-Task run. Oh. Well, never fret. When Trezio shows up in the next Tony Hawk game, we're all going to feel much better about how things are going for Heck us. yeah, Assassin's Creed <laughs> Shred 2019, baby. <laughs> all right, moving on to number two, Gears of War. See, I don't even need to say another word. In fact, I'm guessing that many of you listening to this probably immediately had the third Gears game come to mind. Now, if you thought about it because the game itself, I'm here to politely disagree with you. I rather enjoyed it, especially because I got to enjoy it with my buddies Dave and Mo, and Elle joined us too. Anyways, to be clear, I'm not here to rag on the gameplay or in any way talk about it being a lesser entry in the series, because the series is one of my favorites, and I thought Gears 3 belonged right there with the other games. I, Gears and, 3 is my favorite in the franchise. I'm, I'm right so there with you. I'm so happy to hear that. Yep, I, it was such a great... And you play it differently for me, because I played multiplayer, and the fun for me was that... I got to play it with three of my good friends and really enjoy it together. Uh, I take it you had different reasons for uh, taking good memories from that one. Uh, quick sidebar, actually. Very mm -hmm. quick, I promise. Um, I was trying to get Kelsey into gaming. So we started with, you know, simple games like Lego and, you know, Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, what the hell? Let's try Gears of War. So Kelsey <laughs> and I played through the entire Gears franchise. Awesome. Sp split screen co-op. And we had a blast. It, she'd never played a shooter before. I, she still doesn't quite comprehend all the buttons, but we had a blast. 
Awesome. Yeah, I had never played a shooter before uh, playing Gears of War, and a friend of mine was trying to tell me whether I should play Halo or Gears. And he said, well, are you a run and gun or a sit and shoot? If you're running gun, you're going to play Halo, and if you're sit and shoot, you're going to play Gears. Oh, and is that why I'm bad at Halo? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but I just fell in love with Gears and have played them all. So we're not here to talk about Gears 3. I think we're on the same page here. Mm-hmm. We, we're not going to single that one out. But we are going to talk about a single achievement here. And one which you've undoubtedly already pieced together deserves a spot on this list. And no... No, it's not the oft-lamented Welcome to the Big Leagues. What's that? Play a single (laughs) multiplayer match? 75 gamer score? What? (laughs) Uh, Poor Elroy. Elroy. (laughs) That was a different competition in a different time. Uh, But this achievement that definitely lived up to the phrase that 3 is a crowd is none other than seriously 3.0. Now, just in case on the very off chance that someone listening to this right now is not familiar with the seriously achievements from gears of war let me just take a step back to set up the table the first gears of war included an achievement called seriously that tasked the players with getting 10,000 kills in multiplayer this is a lengthy process it's also practically impossible these days without a boosting group because the multiplayer community has moved on to different games over the last 10 or 12 years or how long it's been the other important caveat is that it's it pretty much never pops at 10,000 kills, meaning once you're over that number, it's all a guessing game as to when it will pop. Now, Seriously 1 was annoying, but there's a certain camaraderie that comes from chasing the Seriously achievement. I met several good friends, and shout out to Dave, JL, Beavis, Randy, and L, who are my crew, joined my crew of six to get this done. And I'm still in touch with them to this day. So there's some great outcroppings that come from going for that achievement. Then Gears 2 rolled around, and brought with it Seriously 2.0, which upped the ante to 100,000 kills. Now, yes, this is annoying, but thanks to the fact that you could work on this by going through the campaign levels while writing a brumach, it's certainly doable. But then, Seriously 3 came to the party, and left behind with it the sort of awkward silence that comes when the third wheel invites themselves along. (laughs) Was killing 10,000 opponents in multiplayer too easy for you? Did striving for 100,000 kills throughout an entire game leave you wanting more? Seriously, 3.0 seemed to think so. Oh, boy. Yeah. So in the third entry of the Gears franchise, Epic really, really, really raised the bar that gamers would have to climb over in order to pop this achievement. It's about more than just kills. Gears 3 introduced the concept of medals that you earn across 65 different categories. 65. Now, each of these medals has a bronze, silver, gold, and onyx variant. And the goal for this one is to get the onyx in all 65 categories. These medals are earned throughout all of the different game modes, so that's good, but that's really about all that's good about it. Let's take, for example, the six Onyx medals earned for different types of weapon kills. Each medal, in order to get Onyx, do you have an idea of how many kills you have to get with each weapon X to to get an Onyx medal? I I hope it's not 10,000. No, it's not quite 10,000. It's 6,000. Oh my god. (laughs) Yeah, but there are six different types of weapons. Six of them. So you have to get 36,000 kills across the six different weapons. Is that multiplayer only? No, it's not. Well, it is multiplayer only, but you can rig it to play against bots. Okay. So it's it's not as super awful as it could be. That still sounds super awful. (laughs) Oh, there's still super awful to come. Because this is only six medals we're talking about. There are 59 more to go. And you know what else Gears has six options to choose from? Match types. And in order to earn Onyx medals for match types, you have to play 3,000 of each match type. Now, 
we've established we're bad at math here, but that's 18,000 matches. That's doable in a weekend. Well, yes, it can be, depending <laughs> on load times and the different game types. And to add insult to injury with this, you used to be able to at least boost it by just letting your console run, and a tie would count as a victory for you. Yeah. Huzzah. Huzzah. But nope, nope, that doesn't happen anymore. You have to win, which means you actively have to do something in each of the matches. Otherwise, you lose. Yeah, it's awful. Yeah. Awful. And that's still only taking care of another six medals. So let me be clear. I'm as big a Gears fan as they come. I've played all the games. I've read the novels. My favorite article of clothing is my ratty Gears of War 2 hoodie mm -hmm. that I wear everywhere. But this achievement is indefensible. I mean, massive, massive, massive congratulations to the 2,657 people out of nearly 250,000 track gamers who've earned the achievement, which is worth a sizable 100 gamer score and a highly preloadable 968 TA <laughs> if you want to spend a year setting it up. But I unfortunately know people who basically quit achievement hunting as a result of this achievement than who have actually popped it. There's nothing wrong with building an achievement that rewards your most dedicated players, but Seriously 3.0 took it a step too far and definitely crowded the Seriously landscape to a point where people really dread its appearance in further Gears lists. Yeah, I, uh, I saw it and I knew it involved the Onyx medals. I'd never actually bothered to look up what went into it. That's crazy. Yeah, I, I started to go for it, and I think I got to, like, 25 Onyx medals. And the game came out in September, and I want to say that was, like, late October with my Xbox running every night to try to get there. And I was just like, no, I don't want my Xbox to explode, and I have other things I want to do with my time when I'm playing. So it's, again, congratulations to those who stuck it out. But I don't even look at the series. Like, seriously, 4.0, I couldn't even tell you what it is because that, that, I just gave up on the whole thing. Yeah, I, I'm done with those. That's crazy. As much as I love my easy gamer score and high ratios, some of them are, like, mm -hmm. legitimately, like, that's an achievement. And that earned, like, that's, that's something to be proud of right there. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of things to be proud of, nice. I am going to, yeah, you like that? I'm going to move I did, I did. right in to number one. But before we get into number one, let me tell y'all about Giggle Pig. You see, first she shat all over her cage, and then when I let her out of it, she <laughs> ran into the house, and you'll never believe what she did, but she ate Kelly Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> and, well, that dog, she's currently eating me. That fool thing will just eat anything, I'll tell you what. <laughs> oh, I miss you, Elroy. Uh, yeah, so uh, when M first presented the topic of threes a crowd... The very first thing that jumped into my head was Minecraft. For real, like, we can post a screenshot of our chat log. Uh, mere seconds after the <laughs> idea was pitched, I responded with that one word answer. Minecraft. <laughs> so why does Minecraft earn number one? Well, it's a little more than threes a crowd. Uh, and more like elevens a crowd. Yep. If you, uh, everyone knows about the Minecraft stacks, but if you have not been keeping track, all in all, there are 11 versions of Minecraft with achievements enabled, which seems just a bit excessive. And this is coming from an achievement hunter. That's just a bit excessive. Um, now, I love me some Minecraft, but for all the wrong reasons. I've never actually legitimately played Minecraft because it just does not appeal to me. That's great if you like it. I, I judge not, but it's not for me. And that's fine as a coon caught in a bear trap, as Elroy would say, and I don't actually know what that means, but it sounds like something he'd say. <laughs> so, why do I and many of our listeners play Minecraft? Achievements! Come on, we, all, we all knew the answer to that. It was such a rhetorical question. Not only that, but the very easy achievements. 
there are some like kick-ass people in the community who upload their save files and what should take hours to grind out you can do it in like 20 minutes so all that aside why is this a crowd what makes 11 a crowd Minecraft originally released on 360, and it was a huge success, so nobody was surprised when they made Minecraft Xbox One Edition. That was a perfectly logical step, and I don't think anyone complained. I think they even made it free, or $5, if I recall, for people who mm -hmm. own the 360 version. So that was cool. But then, the Fire Nation invaded, and things <laughs> got weird. So when Windows 10 launched, it was that July 2015, it opened the floodgates by featuring Minecraft. Windows 10 edition. This then spiraled completely out of control, bringing with it, you ready? Android, ready. iOS, Kindle, Gear VR, Windows Phone, and Apple TV versions. Ho ho, surely that is enough Minecraft for one lifetime. Nah, let's scrap the Xbox One version and make it compatible with all the others. Oh, and Nintendo just released this cool new console. Let's throw Minecraft on there too. Why not? Man, this is so cool. Oh, so what are we saying as players of this game? I can just load up these games on my different devices and earn achievements. Nah, you gotta buy it for each system. And the price ranges from $8 on mobile to $30 for the console versions. Oh, okay. But at least I can save progress between them. Nah, each one operates independently. And yeah, I know you guys can transfer your saves between them, but that's a royal pain in the ass and way more effort than most people want to put in because we're only playing these for achievements. So I just imagine our Microsoft overlords just being like, ah, 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 ah. let's put <laughs> Minecraft on everything. So like I'm 100, 100% fully expecting Minecraft Samsung Smart Fridge Edition and Minecraft Google Home Edition to release with achievement support soon. Like, this is pretty much becoming as bad as Skyrim at this point. They'll just put it on everything. Um, the plus side is that with each Bedrock version, um, and that's the current Xbox One release is sort of updated to the, the Bedrock code name. I don't know what it means, to be honest. But each one has 2,070 gamer score Whew. times 9, which is a wow. heck of a lot of hashtag gamer score gains. Um, while I shamefully admit that I was checking my phone during recording, uh, they actually literally just released a new set of achievements for Minecraft. Like, Yay. literally just, I think it was 80 points. I just glanced super quick. Um, <laughs> but that'll bring that up to 2150 gamer score times nine, which is just some obscene number. So, yeah, hashtag no good at math. Yeah. So we beat on boats against the current, born back ceaselessly into the past, and keep buying it because that's what we do as achievement hunters. But at least the updates are free, right? P.S. That was the closing line to The Great Gatsby, which serves as this week's educational portion. Excellent. Very X, excellent. The hero salient. Mm -hmm. Yes. All right. Well, that was fun. And we miss you, Elroy. But we'll be back to our normal shenanigans next week. Uh, as always, you can find X and myself at all the normal platforms. Me at Matrark and X at X the Hero. And don't forget to check out X on SoundCloud at Window of Opportunity. Oh, man. New uh, song coming soon. It's called Life on Repeat. Awesome. Is that a Christmas gift or a New Year's gift? Uh, that's a I'm done with G-Task and can finally actually write music again gift. Awesome. Awesome. And one other note about uh, Minecraft. If you have not played all of the nine stacks, possibly increasing to 12 after Smart Fridge <laughs> and Google Home Editions get released, uh, that's going to be great for next year's G-Task tourney thingy if you're not too burned out from this year. So anyways, thank you as always for listening and we will be back next week with a very sequential segment with all three hosts in tow. You know it. We'll see you guys later. But uh, at this point, 
it wouldn't be a VSS without... Top five reasons we miss Elroy. Number five, Southern Charm. Number four, random wildlife references. Number three, puns galore. Number two, sighing at aforementioned puns galore. And number one, story time with Elroy.